0: John Wooden um, is an amazing, amazing man, still alive, as you heard, born in 1910, Martinsville, Indiana, and uh, graduated from Purdue University in the class of 1932. UCLA record was 620 wins, 147 losses. That's like about an eight out of 10 percentage of uh, wins, which is unheard of today. Uh, he led the Bruins to four, three and excuse me, to four, 30 and O seasons. Led the Bruins to 88 consecutive victories. Led the Bruins to 38 NCAA tournament victories. Led the Bruins to a 149-2 and record in their home court. Uh, 19 Pac-10 championships. 10 national championships, including seven in a row. Uh, NCAA College Coach of the Year, six times. Sporting News Man of the Year. Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. And uh, during his 40 uh, years of coaching, as I said, his record was about 800, which is about eight out of every ten games. Um, Let me just, for those of you who aren't sports fans, by the way, 1985, he received an award called the uh, Bellamine Medal of of Excellence. First sports figure to ever receive that award, it would otherwise go to people like Mother Teresa as an example. Um, Some of his unequaled records as a college coach, I don't mean mean to beat you over the head with with statistics, but I want to just set the scene for how, who this guy was performance-wise, before we get into something much more important than that. Um, consecutive victories are 88. The next best is 60. Okay, uh, NCAA championships, 10. The next best is 4. Uh, NCAA consecutive championships, 7. The next best is 2. NCAA tournament victories, 38. The next best, 13. Uh, undefeated Pac-8 pack championships, now Pac-10, 8. Uh, The next best is eight. Undefeated full seasons, four. The next best is one. Um, Needless to say, the guy is quite a a person and has quite character to which he attributes it to his faith in Christ. And uh, he has designed what I will show you in a moment is called the pyramid of success, which is just basically qualities from the Bible. We're going to take two of the cornerstones in just a moment. But I want to just get you to think about this whole, this whole concept of character. Okay? And, and, you know, we think of character, we think of a lot of different things. We think of, well, Lori, she's a character. She was up here. She is a character. And by the way, I was joking. She will be, she will be having her little thing in the next service, too. But she, i just just messing with her a little bit. But um, um, we think of that a person as a character. And, and there are people who are characters. That's a good thing. It's a really good thing. But there's also another definition to character that that goes even beyond that for all of us, and it's people who are like that also can have this kind of character. And that's what I want to talk about. The definition that I've come up with is, it's a, and and this is based on several different um, dictionary definitions, character is a personal bandwidth of temperament and heart that includes just the right mixture of virtues that honor people, and that honor God. It's just its just the personal bandwidth of a temperament and a heart that includes certain qualities that, that are just right. And I'm going to talk about those qualities in just a moment, all right? So that, that's what character is. Now what I want to do is Here's what I here. Here was my exercise. I'll take you kind of into my study and, and, and get you to think along these lines with me. The first thing that I that I started thinking about one of the first things when I started uh, delving into this whole thing with wooden and character and and realizing that this would be a good thing to talk about for two reasons. Number one, uh, number one is Palm Sunday, and one of the things that that we learned from the lesson of Jesus marching in triumphantly to Jerusalem only to have a few days later to have people turn on him and 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 call him everything but a man and and just yeah, as you know, if you saw the passion, abuse him in every, in every way. One of the things that Jesus, and there's much more than this, but one of the things that Jesus showed us was character. Okay? Now, on a much more trivial note, in our sports series, we're talking about different qualities. and I wanted to, to deal with a coach who was very successful, and I'm going to tell you why in just a moment, in terms of the eyes of the world, but that also displayed Christ-like character. And there really there really isn't any competition for that. It's John Wooden and John Wooden and John Wooden. That's not to say there aren't other coaches who, who, who follow Christ and who love Christ. There are, but John Wooden is just so far and above uh, just about anybody that I that I can think of and that I've that I read about in terms of success as well as in terms of the character and so forth. Um, you know, he had such great character. i just tell you this. This is just one I've done a lot of reading on, on him, obviously. Um, he, was, he and his family were never t- t- truly happy in Southern California, Sorry, Steve, but we can understand why. And uh, um, at at first, they weren't happy. They got happy there, but at first, and he took this job at UCLA. First two years, very successful. But he signed a three-year contract. Now, you you need to understand. Unlike today, in those days, you you know, a contract actually meant something. And um, and so, at the end of two years, Purdue University, his alma mater, um, at that time, not the basketball school that it is now. Uh, came to him and said, We would like you to come back to your alma mater, which is the dream of every coach. That you, you, I've heard and the ones that I've talked to. Um, We'd like you to come back and be the coach. And they offered him a lot more money than he's making at UCLA. They offered him a, a, a country club membership, right there. You know, I'm gone, you know. And uh, they offered him a country club membership. They offered him um, just an oh, interest free uh, loan for his house. Um, lots of things. And he said, This would be my, he's uh, got two kids. This would be a great place to raise our family back. Back home in Indiana. Name for a good song, huh? And uh, so, so he went to the athletic director and said, I'd like to be released of the last year of my contract. And they said, no, you know, you signed that contract. And he said, I did, and I'm asking you to release me. And they said, we're not going to release you. Now, I, he could have he bailed. He said, well, then I, I'm going to honor it then. If you, don't, if you won't let me out, I'm, I'm, I'm going to honor it. The next year, there wasn't an offer from Purdue or anywhere else. He was still successful, and as it turns out, uh, he now says that was God's way of putting them in a place where it would be a great place to raise their family and for him to have a great success. But just to think about that and think about it in terms of the way many people operate, particularly today. Just some interesting things about Wooden and his character. So here's what I want to do i i I i'm I'm thinking this is the definition this is a good definition i think it's a conglomeration of several but the next thing i thought about as i went into as i started to say a moment ago going into the heart of my study was doesn't the bible really address this and it does so one of the first places that i thought about and i'm going to take you there is this passage, don't, and I want to show you in just a moment, this passage in Galatians, which is normally called or, or frequently called in, in many circles the fruit of the Spirit, meaning it's sort of the, the product of the Holy Spirit dwelling in a person's life. Um, whatever you want to call it, I think it's just a, a, a detailed definition of character. And, I, and I'm using it from the, the message translation because it just really puts it in words that, I, that relate to me and I hope it, I think, to you too. But just follow along with me, all right? It's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, perseverance. A sense of compassion in the heart. Compassion, love. A conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. It means that, we, that there's some dignity about life. You don't abuse people. You don't beat animals, even. When you understand this, this, is, this is the type of thing. He says, when, when God's in your life, there's a holiness that permeates things and people. You're not abusive, basically. Physically or emotionally or mental or any other ways, verbally. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. That's character. God has it for us right there. And you know what? We could probably read that over three or four times, just dwell on it, pray, and be dismissed and leave. I mean, that's, that's Christ-like character right there. And all those notes, by the way, will be... On the website later on today if you, if you want to get some of these things. Let me very briefly hit a couple more things about this. But this is, just, this, is, this is what character is. Let me briefly just tell you this. Character also reveals authenticity. It reveals authenticity. That's one of the things that it does. See, what do you mean by it, it reveals authenticity? I'm going to show you a, a, a Bible verse that talks about that in just a moment. But Let me show you a couple Nietzsche, philosopher, thinker, whatever you think of him, just listen to this. What someone is, this is good, I think, what someone is begins to be revealed when his talent abates, when he stops showing us what he can do. Isn't that good when you think about that? It's not about what you do, it's who you are. Yet so many times I and you, we all do it, you know, Charlene will be saying, well, have you met so-and-so? I said, no, I didn't. What does he do? it's often my first question which really i mean obviously we, we there's only some things we can do in this world i can't say well what is he like i can say that and she'll say well i don't know a nice person i met him once you know um but we often just go to what a person does and then make our judgment and that's often where we make a mistake um when he stops showing us what he can do um pascal gosh this is a great thought here the strength of a man's virtue should not be measured by his special exertions, but by his habitual acts. Anybody can crank it up a notch and really be cool for a little while and really be good and really be loving and really be compassionate for a little while. Anybody can do that. But the strength of a man's virtue is is in his man or woman's virtue, is in their habitual acts. That's That's a great thought. Proverbs Proverbs in the Bible puts it this way. Above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. The Bible tells us, watch what, watch what's going on in here, because that affects everything you do. So we talk about character. It reveals authenticity. Not only that, character also stimulates success. Let me show you this one. It stimulates success. Now, here's do we have, um, do we have the pyramid... Show us the pyramid. This is, this is Wooden's pyramid of success. He worked a lot of years on this. I have the website on the uh, on the program. You can look it up. It'll also be in the notes on the web. Look this up on the, on the, on the website that I have because it's, it's really some good stuff. Each one of those qualities that you see there, when you run your cursor over it, he has a detailed version, for instance, of what self-control is, of what alertness is. And, 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 and what's really cool about each one of these, he doesn't he doesn't, and he couldn't, obviously. He doesn't have like a chapter and verse from the Bible, but each one of these things are very, very biblical in their truth. So here's what I've done. I've taken what, what, what Wooden calls his two cornerstones. His two cornerstones are on the left and on the right, you got enthusiasm and industriousness. Okay, I've just taken those two things, and, and I'm going to show you something, because what Wooden has done here is he's shown, he's shown us what success is and how success stems from character personal development and uh, and and so i'm going to take these two corners and just i'll show you what i mean as we as we as we move on the first one is um, is industriousness all right let me show you let me show you how this works and this is this is, comes directly from the pyramid of success uh, just follow along i chose work as the first cornerstone in the pyramid of success i call it industriousness to make very clear it involves more than merely showing up and going through the motions. Many people who tell you they worked all day weren't really working very hard at all. Certainly not to their fullest extent of their abilities. Industriousness is the most conscientious, assiduous, and inspired type of work. A willingness to and appetite for hard work must be present for success. Without it, you have nothing to build on. The Bible talks about that. Hang on to that thought. I'm going to show you that thought in just a moment. The The other... cornerstone of this pyramid, according to Wooden, is this thing called enthusiasm. It's a great quality. Let me show you what he says about that. On the other side of the pyramid foundation is my second powerful cornerstone, enthusiasm. By that, I mean simply that you have to like what you're doing. Your heart must be in it. Without enthusiasm, you can't work up to your fullest ability. I have a little problem with those who complain about their jobs Coaches who tell me how hard their job is. Business people who whine about this or that. Teachers who complain how tough they have at working with youngsters. I would add to that. Ministers who talk about how bad the ministry is. I'm saying, get out. You know, I hear that frequently. And I believe it's true in any profession. If you're knocking, excuse me, if you're knocking it all, if you're knocking it all the time, get out. Don't whine, complain, or criticize, just leave. Maybe you can't leave immediately today, right now, but understand, you must eventually do it because if you don't enjoy your endeavors, it's almost impossible to have enthusiasm for them. And you must have enthusiasm to prepare and perform with industriousness. Enthusiasm ignites plain old work and transforms it into industriousness. That's some good stuff. Sorry, Lori, that's good stuff. She was making fun of me this morning saying that. I do say that a lot. But it is. It's good stuff, doggone it. Any way you want to say it, it is. Thank you, um, God, I love high school kids. They just say everything that's right to me. I love these guys down here. Yeah, feel free. All right. Um, <laughs> let me show you what the Bible says. Okay, the Bible is so clear about this. I mean, it's just so good. Now watch this. This comes from Colossians chapter three. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters, and don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from your heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you'll keep, uh, he says, do it for God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. He's talking about your heavenly inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being Christian doesn't cover up bad work. That's the Bible. 65, 66 AD, that's written by the Apostle Paul in Colossians. He's saying, listen to this. He's not just talking about me as a minister. He's talking about every one of us in whatever area of life we're in and whatever we have chosen. He's talking about businessmen. He's talking about coaches. He's talking about teachers. He's talking about students. He's talking about moms. He's He's talking about everything. Can you imagine the revolution that would take place in many businesses, in many homes, if moms and dads approached their job like this? That's why it's in the Bible, folks. and, And the point is this. Following Christ doesn't mean you have to be a loser. doesn't mean you have to be some dork. doesn't mean that you just kind of do things halfway and say, well, you know, God will bless it. You know, I've heard that a few times in my life. and It just drives me nuts. We, used to, we don't do this here yet, although although I'm, I'm, I would be certainly in favor of this. But sometimes I've played on church softball teams. And they're like, well, you know, we're not going to worry about winning. We're just going to go out there and have fun. And I'm like, hey, I don't know about you, but losing ain't fun in my world, okay? And going out and getting my eyes drubbed out in the name of Jesus is not something I really want to do. You know? I mean, people do that stuff. And I'm just like, you know, can Christ be honored? Christ can be honored by our attitude no matter what we're doing. But I'm just telling you, that doesn't mean, oh, great, we're really spiritual people. We're just going to go out here and have fun and get our eyes beat out by some guys. No thanks. Um, Yeah, if we have a softball team, baby, we're going to try to win, okay? I just want you to know that, all right? I don't know that we'll have cuts, but some of us will be on the bench. And I said us, okay? Some of us will be on the bench. All right, so that's, that's the whole thing here we're talking about. When we talk about character, it reveals authenticity. It stimulates success when we follow it God's way. That's what's so important about this. That's why, that's why I think the Bible, that's why I've committed my life to teaching the Bible because the truth here is phenomenal. And it will make a difference in life. It will make a difference in your in how you in in your marriage. It'll make a difference with your kids. It'll make a difference with your parents. It'll make a difference in, if you work on Wall Street. If you teach. If you if you if you serve. Whatever you do, it will make a difference when we follow it. And when you look at that kind of a passage from Colossians, that just that just fires me up. I got to tell you. All right, last thing. It reveals authenticity. It stimulates success. It reflects God's values, all right? Let me show you that point. It reflects God's values. This is so important. God's desire for us is to develop character, Christ-like attitudes. No matter what else is going on, God's desire is to build character into our lives. Jesus showed us great character when he went to the cross. Could have fought back. We talked about that. I'm going to talk about it again Friday night. Um, Showed us great character. He could have fought back, but he didn't. Why? Well, one, he's God. Two, because of the character that he had and desires his people to have. Let me just show you one passage in the Bible again. I've used this passage many times because I love it. It's Romans chapter 5. And just, just look at this. We also have joy when our troub- with our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience. And patience produces character. And character produces hope. And this hope will never disappoint us because God has poured out His love to fill our hearts. He gave us His love through the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us. is that, just... Patience produces character and character produces hope. Let me just tell you this. This is all about Christ-like attitudes. I want... Band and, and singers, come on up! I'll, I want them to do something for us, just kind of as I wrap this up. And as they're as they're coming up, just just listen to I don't have this for you on PowerPoint, but uh, I want you to I want you to listen to this. This is very important. All right? <clears throat> In all of this, we have a choice, and you need to hear this, and you need to hear this clear. We have a choice. Here's our choice. Will I humbly come to God, asking Him to build these Christ-like qualities or characteristics into my life will i humbly come to god and say god i need you to build these qualities into my life whatever it takes and through whatever's happening in my build these things into my life or excuse this but will i buck up against it whining and complaining and having self-pity and just being excuse the term just all all around butt-headedness I mean, you know, basically, that, that, that's the choice here. And I, I don't mean to be crude, but that just says it all, doesn't it? Either you're going to, to comply and say, God, develop this, these Christ-like characters in me, or you're just going to be a butthead and just say, no, I want to enjoy my misery. I can't say it any better way, so if you're offended by that, I, I, I apologize, but you catch the point. It's our choice. Come on up, because uh, this song is an old hymn and you know I would like an old hymn, don't you? Uh, this is an old hymn. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't. It doesn't matter. But I think it's, it, 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 it's a prayer. This is going to be our prayer, and then I'll have the benediction after this. But this is our closing prayer, because it is a prayer. It says all this that we're talking about in terms of our character. Listen carefully. Make it your prayer as Julian Grace sings. And Lord, we thank you that as we talk about character, it's not something we just have to bite our lip and develop on our own, but it's it's you working in us as we yield to you, as we yield to the to the our Creator, the God of the universe, and the Lord Jesus. We're so thankful for what this time of year represents, Lord, and how you came for us and and suffered and died and went to the tomb and then rose again to give us. Not just eternal life, but life to be able to live with this kind of Christ-like character. We thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.